Welcome to Gleaning and Gathering. I'm your host, Eric Heimlich, and today I have a whole ball of unprocessed, unfiltered ideas that uh, I'd like to just uh, bring out here. Uh, yesterday morning, Psalms 92 really stuck out to me, and there's just some, some phrases there that uh, were a real blessing to me. Really at the heart of that passage is this phrase, but you, O Lord, or you, O Jehovah, it's the name of God there, reign forever. And getting that perspective for my life brings meaning and purpose into everything else that I'm doing. If I live in a way that my, my life is centered around that truth, that God reigns forever, what does that mean? The first thing that that came to my mind as I was reflecting on that is that nothing I do here that is done for him is wasted. You know, Jesus said not even a cup of cold water in his name is going to lose its reward. There's no insignificant kindness, no word of encouragement, no time in prayer that is wasted. It all matters. The second thing that stuck out to me in that passage is that God's plan is not limited to my lifespan. I don't know how you feel, but there are times when, as I look at my life, when I was young, I, you know, you've got all this time, but as I get older, there are things that I think about doing now. And I realize I don't have enough time to do that. It's not going to, to happen in my lifetime. And there's a certain sense of loss that comes with that. I think that's one of the reasons why people maybe go through a midlife crisis. They reach a point and it's like, wait a minute, I, I think I'm climbing the wrong ladder. And they've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy getting there. And they realize that there's, there's not enough time left to be able to do these other things. But, you know, as I, as I fit my little, my tiny story into God's great story, I can trust him to make sense of it, to accomplish the plan. And so I don't need to get it all done before I pass away. I just need to be faithful in my generation. You know, the little phrase that stuck out to me a while ago was David served the purposes of God for his generation and then fell asleep. That God wants me to be faithful in the place where I am with the time and the tools that I've been given. But I don't need to fret about what I won't accomplish because God will accomplish his work. He reigns forever. And so my little, little story is not the story. And I have to keep that in mind. The other thing though, is that time and space are not the limiting factor to God that they are to me. His eternal purposes are being fulfilled. And he is in control regardless of what it may look like from my snapshot in time at this particular place. At this moment, though the wrong seem off so strong, God is the ruler yet. And so his sovereignty, his rule, his reign is something that I can cling to. It's a truth that I can cling to. The most brutal tyrant 
that lives or ever has lived will one day be like the grass that will soon be reduced to dust that will be blown away and not remembered. And I was reading yesterday about the death of Genghis Khan. There were 2,000 people at his funeral, and according to the story, again, there's nobody alive now to confirm this, but all the people at his funeral were executed so that his place of burial would not be known. And then the executioners were executed. And then the people that executed the executioners uh, then themselves uh, killed themselves so that no one living would know where Genghis Khan was buried. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. And yet probably uh, very fitting for one of the most brutal men in history. But even a man like that, his memory is something that very, very few people go through life thinking about on a daily basis. Um, maybe you do, but I don't. Um, until yesterday, I hadn't thought about Genghis Khan in years. But God's kingdom will have no end. Only he is the one who reigns forever. I'm praying for God to, to give me grace to grasp this truth and, and to then center my activities in that reality. I want to live every day like it matters, but not just that it matters to me. I want to live my life in such a way that it fits into God's grand story, that he reigns forever. The reality of that is what I want to be the, the centering factor in my life. You know, I've walked a, uh, a challenging road over the last few months, and I've shared some of that here on the podcast I believe that God brings us through seasons and situations and teaches us lessons so that we can share those with others. And as I've had conversations with different leaders, I hear echoes of similar kinds of challenges that I've faced, problems that they're dealing with that are probably perennial pastoral problems. These are things that many people are dealing with in many different contexts, but it's basically the same thing. And I've heard versions of this, you know, I don't know if this describes you, but I'm overwhelmed and burned out. I feel like I'm walking in a fog. I feel stuck. I'm not sure what direction to go. I'm not sure if I'm I'm really doing what I'm called to do. I'm not sure if I'm using my gifts to my greatest potential. Or how about this one? My schedule and my life are so fragmented. I don't feel like I'm using my time well, but I'm not sure how to change. Other leaders, my work-life balance is off. I, I know what matters, but I'm not living for the things that matter to me. I feel trapped on the hamster wheel of life. Another leader, I'm distracted. I find myself chasing shiny objects, but I rarely feel like my days or even my weeks are truly productive. I'm busy, but when I look back, I I don't know what I've really accomplished. And then another one, this is not how I want to live, but I'm not even sure how to change or where to start. I need help getting my train back on the tracks. I feel like I've gotten derailed. 
one of the things that I feel like God has given me the, as Arthur Brooks would call it, the crystallized intelligence for, as I've passed through some of these things and have been able to, to find some help in my own life for the challenges and situations is some solutions that are not universal, but have been very helpful to a number of people. As I was working on this, thinking about these problems, I feel like that um, I've got something there to share. As I've walked this road, you know, developing a, a plan for the future and to be able to see the vision for where I want to go and to have that clearly articulated is something that has been incredibly helpful to me. And so one of the things that Heimlich Family Ministry Coaching and Consulting is offering now is an opportunity to be able to take an assessment, uh, essentially a life and vocation assessment, to look at where are you stuck, who has God made you to be, what are the specific gifts that you have, what are your giftings, and then what are your goals? Where do you want to go? And so following that up by creating a, a rooted life plan, that's what we're calling it, but not just handing you a piece of paper and saying, here, create a vision script for your life, but doing that through a personal retreat or a small group retreat where you either by yourself with, with a coach or you with a small group are creating this vision script for your life, looking at the, the key elements of where you're at in life, in marriage, in family, in vocation, and then helping you to, to frame that in such a way that it creates a, a roadmap of sorts to where there are clear, actionable goals, next steps that you can begin to take, things that you can actually do right now and in the next 90 days, and then coaching to be able to to help you either in a weekly, a monthly, or, or a quarterly fashion to be able to walk this out. You know, I've met a number of leaders that you know I've given uh, tools to and what I find is that uh, it's still sitting on the shelf a year later. Uh, you've got that wonderful, beautiful planner, but creating a habit of planning and creating rhythms that make that planning useful is another thing entirely. And so one of the things that we're offering is a schedule optimization program. First of all, just helping you evaluate how are you spending your time, looking at that carefully, and then helping you to create an ideal week. So if you had 100% control of your time, how would you use it? And how should you be using it? Looking at that in a strategic way. And then beginning to implement that schedule in a more realistic way. By taking elements from our Rooted Life Planner to begin to to really take the goals that you have and put them into your everyday schedule. 
you know, Michael Hyatt says, if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. And it's true. You know, I find things that are important to me, if they actually make it into my schedule, I have a much higher likelihood of actually doing it than just talking about it. And so we have ongoing coaching available for that as well. Again, weekly, monthly, quarterly. But the opportunity to help leaders to get unstuck, to be able to actually see what are the next steps that I need to be taking and how can I move forward? Because there is a way forward. And the work that God wants you to do, the work that he has uniquely gifted you to do, is important. It's work that will make the world a better place. And many times it's work that God has uniquely crafted you for that if you don't do it, uh, no one else is going to. And so recognizing that, that God has that kind of plan that he wants to help you and using wisdom to be able to move forward in that is the gift that we hope to bring to a limited number of leaders. We're only able to to help a, a limited number because uh, we're limited and we really want to provide just great value and personalized, individualized help uh, to leaders. But I'm really excited about it. You know, these, these tools are tools that I'm using personally and have been able to see huge, huge help in my life through using them. And so being able to share that with other leaders is something that uh, I'm excited to do. So if you're curious about this, if it's something that you'd like to have a conversation about as far as what, uh, what a next step would look like, I want to encourage you to go to HeinlichFamilyConsulting.com and there is a, a link there where you can start a conversation. You can click that fill out the information, and uh, we would love to, to schedule a time to talk with you. We want to be a help. We want to help you as a leader be able to not just survive, but thrive. You know, the rooted life philosophy, living deeply for God and with God in a place, not just living at a surface level, not just existing but rooted is the philosophy behind what we're doing. And I think that there's a huge benefit to living that way. You know, we live in such a, a shallow society and you may have, you know, 4,800 Facebook friends, but do you have anyone that is really speaking into your life at a soul level? You may be reading or listening to hundreds of books, but are you really feeding your heart with things that matter? And I think that as we, as we live in this world where people are more and more fragmented, they're more and more disconnected, even though we live in a connected world, so to speak, virtually people are disconnected emotionally and socially. And even the places that you show up, does anyone really know you there? Does anyone really know what's going on behind the mask. 
And so I, I think that, you know, many leaders find this disconnect between what it is that they say is important and where they find themselves living on a day-to-day basis. There are a lot of leaders who are lonely, and that's what I've found. They're not needing more content. They are awash in content. They've got all kinds of content. What they're missing is connection. What they're missing is that sense of, of rootedness, a connectedness to God, a connectedness to others, and a sense that the work that they're doing actually matters that it matters in a lasting way. And I don't know if you find yourself there, but if you do, I want to encourage you. There is hope, there is help. And I want to invite you to have a conversation. I believe that uh, whatever the work that you're doing right now is something that you want to see move forward. There is a path. And by God's grace and with little boost along the way, uh, you can, you can see that dream become a reality. And so, uh, that's one of the things that I've been working on and I'm excited to be able to, to roll that out and to share that with others. That's something that I've been working on. I'm excited about and just got back from Florida and spending some time with Sarah and Samuel there at Welcome Week, Hope Sound. It was a great time. It was beautiful being there, as always, and uh, taking those early morning walks. I love to watch the sunrise there on the beach in Hope Sound, Florida. It's just a, an amazing place, and just thankful for the friendships, the people that I was able to connect with. There was a number of just really great conversations that I was able to have while I was there. And then just being able to spend time with Sarah and Sam and to see them growing into the young people that God wants them to be. It was just a, a really fulfilling time. So this week I'm back in the saddle again. There's lots of good things that are happening at Heartland Christian School. And there are lots of good things that are happening here at Victory Acres. And I'm going to be working today with the team here at the farm and pushing some things forward and trying to uh, make a difference Uh, here at Victory Acres. We've got three months until NDP, and so I'm super excited about that. Uh, We've got the applications open, a brand new website at victoryacres.org. It's ready for applicants to the Nehemiah Discipleship Program, and we just got our first application last night, and uh, that's open, it's rolling, and uh, we're excited to see all the different uh, young people that will come to join us for that event Again, that's June 6th through the 9th, if you're interested in that. And then the leadership training is going to happen right before that, June 1st through the 5th. And so it's exciting to see the the progress that we're making on a number of fronts. And then longing for the light, uh, March 29th, Good Friday, we'll be meeting again for a, a night of prayer. The last uh, longing for the light was successful and just thankful for all the different sites that that joined us and and all the people that uh, participated at some level in in that prayer time. And so we're thankful for what God's doing. Just thankful for all the partners that have come alongside of us. You know, this time of transition, uh, coming away from Evangelistic Faith Mission, has just been a time of of faith, 
you know, trying to, to just step out and, and do what God is leading us to do. And yet not having that, uh, that support organizationally has been, uh, incredibly, incredibly challenging. Uh, and yet God has been faithful and there have been so many people that have reached out and have given, have supported, have, uh, written and encouraged and just getting those notes, those emails, those phone calls, uh, those uh, checks in the mail has just been such a blessing to our family as we've tried to just be faithful and take the next step that God is leading us to take. And so just want to say a huge thank you. Uh, I've, I've thanked people individually, uh, but I want to say a, a thank you publicly to everyone who has partnered with us to just take the next steps that God is leading us to take here at Victory Acres and in Heimlich Family Ministry uh, as well. And if you're interested in, uh, in partnering with us, uh, we'd be happy to talk with you about uh, what that could look like, whether that's coming and sharing at your church or whether that is uh, helping you with some of the things that, that you're working on. We want to add value to local ministries and to people that are doing the work in other places and just be a blessing. That's our heart. And whether that's longing for the light and getting a, a local location set up for your group to pray and to reach your community, we've got uh, lots of posters still for the March 29th event. We'd be happy to share those with you. Again, no charge to send those to you. And you can paper your area and get people to, to show up and come and pray with you. Uh, we want to be a blessing. And that's our heart is to just continue to serve in whatever way we can to support local leaders and to encourage them. And so just about every day uh, I meet with a, a leader. I finish up my workout generally around 6.30 or 7, and then I'm meeting with a, a leader in the morning. And so uh, if you're one of those that would be encouraged by a coaching call or a time of just thinking through what you're working on, that's, a, that's an opportunity that's there on a limited basis, but it's something that uh, we've been able to, to do, and it's uh, been a blessing to a number of leaders that are trying to work in a, a context that uh, may be challenging, well, is challenging, and to do that in a way that helps them continue to thrive, both as an individual and with their family, and in their finances, um, really just going into every aspect of life. What I find is that if you're going to be in leadership today, you've got a giant bullseye in your back. The devil is going to do his best to take you down because everything rises and falls on leadership. And I see so many local churches that are just desperate for leadership. They're desperate for a pastor to come and to work with them. And there's just not enough to go around. Our Bible colleges are not producing enough of these qualified pastors, quote unquote, to go and pastor all these places. And so what we've got to be doing is developing what I call dollar general pastors. In the old Methodist system, they had lay leaders, a guy that he may be a car mechanic by day. He may be a welder. He may be somebody who's uh, driving a, a trash truck or working at Kroger, but He's a minister at heart. He's a pastor. 
He loves people. He wants to shepherd people. And yes, he may not necessarily have the gifts and graces to pastor a church of 300, but he can be that shepherd for a local community. And he can share God's truth and God's love with that place and develop as the leader that God intends for him to be. And so how do we develop those kind of leaders that can be what is needed for that little local community? And I did a whole nother podcast on this idea of Dollar General pastors. And you can go back and listen to that if you're curious about uh, why Dollar General. Um, but that's the that's the vision that we have. And really of taking the Nehemiah Discipleship Program and Longing for the Light and, and supporting local places and local leaders in a way that will help them, develop them, disciple them in a way that then they can disciple and develop others. That's the vision that we have. Because this world is a patchwork quilt of local places. And it really doesn't matter whether you're working in inner city Detroit or whether you're working in Podunk Village, Iowa. A lot of the needs are the same. And the need is how do we connect with people? How do we connect with individuals? So not just people plural, but how do we connect with individuals in a way that is truly redemptive? How do we do that? How do we move beyond just getting them to the physical church building and really start focusing on getting them to Jesus and then discipling them in that and helping them to to come along on that journey with us? How do we do that? And I think that that that's the challenge. That's, That's the challenge everywhere. And it's a challenge that we have to, as individual leaders, but also as a church, really be focused on because if we're not careful, we don't see the forest for the trees. And the reality is that every place needs that kind of local care. It really does. And so how do, how do we do that? How do we develop the, the literally thousands of leaders that are needed? It's not going to come out of, out of a Bible college somewhere or out of a seminary somewhere. It's going to mean us developing in the place where we are leaders who are men of character. They're, they're men of competence. They're rightly dividing the word of truth, but men of courage, most of all. Men who are stepping up to the plate and taking the responsibility to shepherd this place. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about Nehemiah Discipleship Program, because that's our focus. We believe that ministry is life and that we are all called to be ministers of God's reconciliation. And whatever we do, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we're to do it all to the glory of God. Second Corinthians chapter five, he's given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ. Who's Paul talking to? A preacher's convention? No. He's talking to the local Corinthian church. People who are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. But now he's given to us this ministry of reconciliation. And so if we began to take that seriously as Christians... If we showed up in every place, wherever it is that you happen to work for a paycheck, 
and say, I am here on kingdom business. I am here for king and kingdom to see God's reconciliation, his renewal in this space. Now, what is the wisdom of Christ as it relates to banking? What is the really, the wisdom of Christ as it relates to building this house? And you may look at it and say, that's just stupid. Jesus is just about church. That's it. If in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, shouldn't we be asking that? Shouldn't we be asking what is the wisdom of Christ as it relates to education and child care and care for the elderly and a hundred other things that are the stuff of real life? And do we need Christians that are using their skills in those spaces? Absolutely. Absolutely we do. And if we were doing that, what kind of a world would this be? I don't know, but I'd love to find out. And so I'm excited about it. And I feel like that for us, this is not a a diversion from ministry. This is the focus that God wants us to dive deeply into and supporting leaders and developing local leaders and continuing to develop missional leaders that will live out the gospel where they are, will love God, love people, make disciples, and do that and support them well. Uh, having lived through some of those battles myself, having lived through some of those things and, and learned a few things from those experiences, uh, I hope to be able to, to share with others in a way that will be truly helpful to them. So those are some of the things that are on my mind and heart today, and I hope that uh, it's a blessing to you. For Gleaning and Gathering, God bless.